I don't want to try to uh, sneak in, climb over, or uh, get a famous handshake or anything. I want to do it God's way. And uh, Scripture says that if we are to win the prize, we must uh, run the race lawfully. Do it according to God's rules. And I'm afraid that... Uh, this generation in our particular country right now uh, really is kind of lawless in most senses. And so uh, we sure need to pray and ask God to bring a revival. I'm going to preach to you what I was going to try to preach to them down there at the nursing home. And... Um, they uh, asked for us to start coming after lunch. I don't think that's such a good idea anymore. <laughs> First time or two wasn't worked okay, but tonight, or today, um, I lost most of them. <laughs> and Brother Jackie knows what I'm talking about. And, uh, but uh, I appreciate the Lord. You know, I do come to try to minister to them and I do come to try to minister to y'all. But really and truly, I'm wanting to minister before him in the way that he's called us to minister. And so uh, I appreciate the Lord. I appreciate the calling that I received. Looking back on it now, it's a pretty young age, I think, back in my 20s. And uh, what a journey. What a journey it's been. So turn with me here this evening to uh, Psalms chapter 24, Psalms chapter 24, and you will notice that uh, it says it is a Psalm of David, and I think most everyone's already standing that's able to stand, and we'll start in verse 1, there's only 10 verses here, uh, and so we'll, we'll start in verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who hath ascended into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye, be ye lift up. Uh, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory, Selah. Amen. 
Dear Jesus, we do thank you for your many blessings. I thank you for the servant that, that Lord, you loved. His name, David. Thank you for him, for the inspiration you gave to him, for the revelation that you unfolded to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for his example, Lord. And I thank you for the words that we have that we can understand more about you. Here this evening, Lord, I pray, help us to lift up our heads. Help us to lift up our gates. Help us, Lord, to look unto you. For truly, Lord, you are the King of glory. You are the one and only. And we love you. We appreciate you, Lord. And we need you more now than we've ever needed you before. Come by and help us, we pray. In your blessed and holy and righteous and wonderful name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Here in these scriptures, like I mentioned just a few minutes ago, that this is a song of David, a song, a poem, probably sung on some instrument. There are times that uh, you'll find that, uh, like in Psalm 22 says to the chief musicians upon uh, Aletha Shahar, a song of David. In other words, that's what they're supposed to play it on. Now, what kind of musical instrument that is, I have no idea. But they did back then. And so, many times these were sung. And there are a, a couple of, of the psalms that was probably sung as David carried back the ark to Jerusalem. And it is thought that this was one of them. Probably the one that they began to sing as they began to get closer to that city of Jerusalem. And uh, we notice in here that the beginning of the psalm, uh, it, it talks about the ownership of the earth. Now, I know Satan has his way in the earth, but I can tell you the earth is owned by the Lord. He owns it. Amen. He created it. It's His. And it says there, not only the earth is the Lord's, but the fullness thereof, the beauty, the rains, the, the showers, the storms. There is beauty even in storms, folk. I, I, I personally believe, and I wish we were in the latitudes, we could see some of those, uh, those aurora borealis. Uh, I'd love to be able to see some of those. I never have seen them except for by pictures where something is hitting the atmosphere and it turns the atmosphere green. Uh, the glory of our God, the majesty of our God, the power of our God. It said, for He founded it upon the seas. Huh? Have you ever tried to build anything on the seas? What about on water? You ever try to do something like that? Huh? I'm going to tell you what, as a little boy, I, 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 well, I like to build sandcastles. And there's something very important you have to know when you're building sandcastles. You need to build them when the tide is going out, 
Or you need to build them high enough so that when the waves come in, it doesn't wash it away. Because it's so easy to wash away. There has been a few times that I've tried, uh, uh, I can't remember exactly where it was, but I tried to, to build a little walkway out into the water some. You ever tried to do some of that? Oh, that's really interesting, huh? Yeah. You drop a bucket of dirt, you know, and drop another bucket of dirt, and you drop another bucket of dirt, and you look down there, and it's not there. It's gone away somewhere, huh? But the Lord, our God, He built the earth on nothing. How do you do that? Now, uh, over in Denmark, they take uh, riprap and old buildings and old ships and they uh, take it out uh, and, and sink it and then build up a dike and then they pump the water out from behind the dike. You've heard the story about the little boy holding his finger in the dike, you know? You never heard the story? Wow. Anyway. We're so old. But anyway, uh, that, those dikes, and that, but still, how do you do something like that? Huh? I I love um, lighthouses, and I happen to have a picture of a lighthouse of a man who is uh, looking out the window. I'm sorry, he stepped right outside the door of a lighthouse, and there's a bicycle over to one side, and on the backside behind the man that he can't see is this humongous wave that's towering over him that's crashing around the lighthouse. It's a real picture taken from a helicopter that had gone out there. That's what got the lighthouse keeper's attention out there. And I always wondered, how did that lighthouse get there? How did they, with seas like that, how did they do that? Well reason the lighthouse is there is there's a big rock underneath there. <laughs> that ships were hitting and they built it on that rock at low tide. But still, the Lord built all of this on nothing. On nothing. Amen. That's how great our God is. And so it said that He founded the earth upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Remember the first part? of uh, Genesis, it was void and without form and dark. And so, goes on, it says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? This has so many different meanings, some prophetic, some eternal. Who will ascend into the hill of the Lord? The hill in Jerusalem, the hill in heaven. Who will ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in the, His holy place. Amen. He's asking this question. Who is able to do that? says, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Yes. <clears throat> Have any of us in here ever been lifted up with vanity. Think that we're something that we're not. Thinking that we are better than what we are. 
only to have it crushed. Oh, folks, I found the hard way. Stay humble. Stay low. It's so much easier to fall when you're low than to fall when you get yourself up there well, real high. Amen. And so these, uh, this question here is um, talking about who will ascend? Who can go up there? Who is able? Who? Who? And really and truly, it begins to answer itself. He that hath clean hands, not them. He. He whose hand is pure. He whose hand is clean. He whose heart is absolutely pure. Who has never lifted up his soul to vanity, nor has he swore deceitfully. You remember the scripture? Uh, can the Lord lie? He is not a man. The Lord cannot lie. And so these scriptures are really talking about the Lord Himself. It points it to there in that uh, right there where it says, and a pure heart. That word pure is one of those uh, interesting words in the Hebrew language that has uh, multiple meanings. All of them connected, all kind of building one upon another. And it is that word bar. Bar. Who in here knows what the word bar means in Hebrew? Huh? Oh, uh, we should know it. But that word bar here in, in the original is talking about something that is pure or empty. Empty of sin. Empty of the things of this world. Empty of vileness. Empty of uh, impure thoughts. Empty. And, uh, it, but it goes on in that root bar. Uh, barar means uh, purify. Uh, a select, select to polish. I'm sorry. Selected. Polish. Chosen. Uh, clean. To make bright. Prove. Amen. And so back to the word bar, you can go through there and go back, back, back on your little Strong's computer thing with bar, and you'll see bar, it means pure. Hit it back, it's the same Hebrew word, the next word over, and it means, uh, it'll mean, uh, hold a second, means uh, corn or grain, and then it go, or field, and then it goes on back a little bit, it says sun. Air, bar, bar Jonah, the son of Jonah, huh? Uh, and so that word bar, uh, Barabbas, the son of the rabbi, huh? And so this word son is pointing toward the Lord, amen, pure, the son, the only begotten son, the Son of the Father, amen, to end up being our perpetuation, our sacrifice for us, that we might be made pure because we are born in iniquity. Huh? Our mothers and our fathers were born in iniquity. We live in a land of, of sinners and iniquity all around us. But the only way that we can ever become pure is through this one Son, Jesus Christ. He 
is that son. And um, I like this in verse uh, 5. It goes on, He shall receive blessing from the Lord. I love thinking and thinking about it being Jesus. I'm thinking, blessing? Blessing? But that word blessing has more than one meaning. I'm sorry. Uh, that word blessed, blessing in this particular place, not everywhere, just this place, also means uh, to lift up. To lift up. You ever felt like you needed a lift? Huh? You ever felt like you needed to crank me up a little bit, you know? I need a little joy. I need a little happiness. I need the Lord to come by and I lift Him up. Amen? And so here in, in saying that, it says that uh, He will lift up the blessings from the Lord and the righteousness from God, the God of His salvation and our salvation. By Him, He is going to lift us up in the salvation. He's going to lift us up into a righteousness of the Lord. Amen. He is the one. He and He alone can make us righteous, not of works which we have done, but what He's done in us. He is the one that will lift us up. And then it goes on. And I do believe it's talking about us here. This is the generation of them that seek Him, that seek thy face. Oh, Jacob? Well, you have to remember, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Huh? His name was changed to Israel. But he was also a stranger. That, that word stranger, Jacob, a stranger, the one that is at the heel of his, his brother. And so this generation, every generation, folks, is going to receive the opportunity to be saved. Every generation, this generation, we've received our opportunity. My, my receiving of the opportunity is passing. I thank the Lord I accepted it when I did. But the other generations are coming by. And what are you going to do with the offering of this great salvation? Yeah. Brother Robert was talking and I had to get a tire replaced this morning. So we went down and bought a tire from our local people here. And, and uh, they were in there talking. And I want to tell you something, Brother Jamie. I'm so sorry. But people just really talk bad about your generation. They really do. And, uh, and some of them, and even some of your generation, they were in there bashing about the, uh, the college, you know, getting some of that forgiven. Oh, they were just bashing. Oh, make them pay like they make yeah. me pay. Yeah. Huh? I tried to politely say, well, you know, um, not every one of them, some, some of them got bad advice from their counselors. And the colleges made some promises they could not keep and did not keep. Yes. And that's why they're not able to pay back some of those things. And they said, yeah, but still, you can't convince them. 
But this generation, now, here, us, right now. Aurora, your generation. Amen. Terry, Trevor, wherever he's at. Okay. Your generation. You get the opportunity that we got. Yes. You're getting that opportunity. But I'm going to tell you something. You will have to seek Him. You will have to look for Him. It says, this is the generation of them that seek Him. We're going to have to seek after the Lord. He is not hard to be found. Once I began looking unto the Lord, I began to find Him. Amen. And He brought me in a miraculous way around to where I'm at today. Really and truly, even at a young age, not in a holiness movement, not in a really believing in, in a personal experiences. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. Miraculously, time after time after time, the Lord revealed himself but there was a reason i was looking for him looking for him and so what are the ways oh let me come back to that one word selah brother robert has told us that that is actually a musical uh uh notation there which means to pause but it also means think on these things. So when you're reading through the Psalms and you come to a place that says, Selah, don't keep reading. Stop. Think about them. Then move on. Amen. This could have been the end of the first verse. I don't know, but there's a lot of things to think about in those first six verses. But now comes the part that's different. The other parts were prophetically pointing toward the Lord, pointing toward His coming uh, and walking on this earth, also to His second coming, the establishment of His millennial reign. Amen. It's pointing to that all the time, all of those things. But now it's coming to us. Listen what He says. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. And so He is instructing us, how do we look for the Lord? All you young people, look here. I want y'all to look at me. All you young people. This is not how you look for the Lord. Amen. That's not how you look for God. I know the Bible says to bow, and when we are sinners, we should come and bow and submit ourselves unto the Lord. But then we may bring our petitions partially for that, but most of the time we need to be lifting up our heads Amen. unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. Lift them up. From which cometh our help? Our help cometh from the Lord. Look up. And so we are to lift up our heads and our gates. Huh? Yes. Our gates. Our portals. 
those things which affect our brain and open us up. Our eyes, the eye gate. The ear, the ear gate. Of course, the mouth is a mouth gate, but on that one, we're supposed to be doing this part. Praising God. Worshiping the Lord. Praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And so here in these scriptures, it's telling us and showing us how to pray for the Lord. I'll be honest with you. It's telling us how we should seek after the Holy Ghost even. Right here. Lift up your heads. Amen. Lift them up. And uh, uh, open up. Uh, I'm sorry. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory, and the King of glory, He might show up. Shall. He will. He will. He will. We live in such a uh, a society today of people who are skeptic of so many things but they are first and foremost skeptic of God let me tell you something the one true God the one real God he does what he says he will do and he does expect us to do what we said we would do for him and so we're to lift up our heads. We are to be lifted up. I believe that's talking about standing, raising our hands, raising all that we can unto the Lord. Amen. Notice it says, ye everlasting doors. It's talking about your eternal soul. Lift it up. You figured out how to lift up your soul? Huh? It's not just that. I'm talking about lift up your soul. You have to, that's one of the things that we talk about from time to time is we've got to get in touch with our soul and our spirit. Not just the the carnal part of man of the flesh, but that spirit and soul of man. That part that talks to God, that hears from God, that feels God, that feels His blessings, amen, and at times His chastisement. We must lift up our souls unto the Lord. And the King of glory shall come in. And the King of glory shall come in. He'll come to you. Amen. He is not trying to hide from you, but He is looking for you. Brother, um, um, up in, in Richlands, preached on the hounds of heaven. Talking about how the Lord is trying to find you. Amen. Of course, He knows where you're at. Right. But like I talked to one man earlier today, there are some people who are running. Running from God. Running from God. Who is this King of glory? The Lord. Capital L. Capital O. Capital R. Capital D. Jehovah. Amen. He is the King of glory. He is strong. 
and he is mighty. I want to tell you something, Terry. God has never lost a battle. Never lost a battle. He has never lost a war. Things are heading the way he wants them to head. These global situations that are around the world. You know, when I was growing up, we were part of the, uh, what do they call us? The atomic, uh, you know, we were always scared of the atomic being shot with an atomic bomb when we were growing up and all that. I was talking to someone today. I'm past that. Yeah, come on. I'm past that. Yes. I'm not worried about no atomic bomb. Yeah. I'm not worried about no invasion. Yeah. I don't want to see it come. I prefer for it not to come. But what I'm interested in is that that is uh, holier and higher and mightier and stronger and more powerful, the Lord. Amen. And if we're part of the Lord's, amen, He knows what to do with us. Amen. And so it, He says, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. <laughs> How many times, uh, I need to sometime, that's a good subject to study out. How many times did the Lord rout the enemy in the Old Testament when nobody really even doing anything, just the Lord did it? Huh? You remember the time he told Israel, go out there and dig you ditches, lots of ditches. Huh? And the army was coming coming to get Israel. And what happened? They looked out and they saw it looked like a marshy land. And they thought, oh, there ain't nothing to this. So they started riding their chariots with their armor all on them, started falling into those ditches and drowning because they couldn't get out. God. Amen. Only a God like ours can do such things. That's right. who, who, who was preaching or teaching the other day about the uh, uh, the three lepers. Y'all remember that? Was that here or was that somewhere else? Anyway, must have been somewhere else. I don't know. You remember the story about the three lepers? Huh? And uh, Brother Allen. That's right. Brother Allen. They went out and the Lord had done run off that other army. And left all that food, all that provision, all that gold right out there. Wow. What a great God we serve. And then he goes on in verse 9, and you know what he says? Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Amen. So He's telling it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Amen. There are times we have to do it many times. Amen. If you're going to make it through the run. Because it is a long trip, isn't it, Sister Linda? It sure is. Even though it seemed like just yesterday on some things. But oh, when you're trudging through there, Otis. It seemed like it's a long slog. Just look up. Yes. Keep looking up. Keep looking unto Jesus. Yes. Keep looking unto the Lord. Yes. And He will come 
in. I thank the Lord that He'll come in and save us. And I think this talks not only about that, but also about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Look up. Look up. Look up. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. I know I haven't preached very long here tonight, but this has been on my heart. And uh, I, I like doing word studies in the scriptures. And I was thinking that I would just pick out a, you know, couldn't be too many of them, could it? That's in the Bible about lift up your head or lift up and look up. Huh? So I boiled down to one chapter. How's that? Look up. Look up. He doesn't ever say look down. He says look up. Huh? What does Brother Robert say? Say it's chickens and turkeys and vultures that are always looking down. We're supposed to be like eagles. Look up. Look up. Let's be looking up. The Lord's coming. I want to be ready for Him. Amen. So let's gather around this altar. Let's ask the Lord to help us. And let's look up. Amen. For the King of glory shall come in. He will come in. Come on. Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you and I praise you, God. You are worthy of all praise and honor and glory and power. You are holy and righteous. And oh, you are the worker of wonders, oh God. You are the revealer of secrets, dear Jesus. You are the one who is righteous and always holy. You are the one, oh God. You are mighty in battle. You are mighty, Lord, in defending your people. You are mighty, Lord, in bringing down strongholds of the enemy, oh God. You and you alone, Lord. And oh, I thank you and I praise you, oh God. And I thank you. I thank you for your love and your compassion. I thank you for your gentleness, oh God. I thank you, Lord. You know just when to apply that pressure. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you for every bone that you've broken in my body. I thank you for every time. in my